Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. Everyone in college and most millennials who are moving to a big city after college will live with roommates. Sometimes you'll live with a best friend, sometimes a family member, sometimes you'll live five people in a three-bedroom apartment. Whatever your situation, you're guaranteed to share tiny spaces with a couple people. And sometimes you hate these people. When I asked Adulthood Made Easy listeners to tell me about their roommates from hell, So many responses poured in. Nothing unites people like talking about terrible, horrible roommates. So I've invited two people to come in here today to talk about their particularly horrible roommate experiences. Bridget and Liz are going to share those stories with us. And we're also going to talk about some of the listener stories that came into me because they were just too horrendous not to share. So welcome, Bridget. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And Liz. Hi. So both of you... Pretty much immediately when I put out the call out said you had horrible, horrible roommate stories, but you guys seem unscathed. I mean, there are no like major scars on your body or anything like that. So at least we know these are survival stories. Correct. Very true. Even though when I was thinking about it today, I was pretty sure I had PSTD. PTSD. PTSD. (laughs) PTSD. And yeah, so we're going to start with Bridget. So I know Liz is sitting here with like papers, like she has like three like pieces of paper with paragraphs written down. So I'm going to ask you guys to kind of summarize your horrible roommate experiences so that we can talk to them and talk about them and just get started and feel free to vent. Think of this as your personal therapy session. Like I'm here to just tell you that you're right. It sounds terrible. I live alone. So I really, I lucked out, but I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. So Bridget, let's start with you. I agree. I think roommate horror stories are like bonding experiences. That's why (laughs) you like to talk about it. But I lived in an apartment with five girls. It was sort of like a sorority house. This was after graduating. This was after graduating college. And it was really fun for the time being, but it started to be one of those things where it was like, who is using the stove? Because five of us were trying to cook dinner at the same time. We all got boyfriends. So 10 people were sleeping over at one time. That sounds miserable. It was fun. But then (laughs) it was kind of miserable. So I moved out. I moved alone. Um, But as anybody who's ever lived in New York City will know, rent is crazy. Right. And so... When one of my best friends from college said that she was moving into the city and she needed a roommate, I was able to break my lease and I was very excited that I was going to be paying less, living in a neighborhood I liked more. But things changed really quickly because my friend and I were much better friends than we were roommates. So that's something that a lot of people talk about is the idea of do you want to live with a friend or do you want to live with a random roommate? And the problem is, is there are horror stories both ways. So how did your roommate situation turn south? So my roommate situation turned south, I think, because we were on such opposite schedules. She worked night shifts at a hospital odd days of the week. I had a regular sort of nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And so our friendship I think because we were friends, quickly turned into, I can't get to the dry cleaner because I am sleeping all day and then I go to work. And so could you go to the dry cleaner and pick up my laundry for me? I'll put money on the counter. And I got sick that week. I had a particularly just awful week. I didn't make it to the dry cleaner to pick up her laundry. Mm -hmm. And that was a problem for her. She clearly saw the money on the counter, but... She approached me and said, 
why haven't you picked up my laundry? Have you picked up my laundry? I was like, obviously, I haven't picked up your laundry if the money is still sitting on the table. What do you think? I paid for it myself. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see your laundry in your room. So it just quickly turned into things like that where I felt like she thought she could ask me favors just because we had had a prior relationship, which is fine. She, I'd happily do favors for a friend, but when it starts to turn into a responsibility where you're almost like a personal assistant, that's where I draw the line. And what was like the straw that broke the camel's back? Like when you think about the memory that just like puts you into a rage spiral, what do you think of? I think just a buildup of everything. She also liked my mirror better for some <laughs> reason. Her My mirror was far superior. So she would... Um, she also liked my blow dryer better. So she would sit in my room and blow dry her hair in front of my mirror. Well, that was a problem for me because I don't mind sharing my things, but then I have to vacuum up twice the amount of hair much more often because not only is my hair all over the floor, but her hair is all over the floor too. She had a sort of boyfriend, sort of not, that would come over and our bedroom walls right next to each other and I don't think I have to elaborate very much on what I have to <laughs> say about the worst. that but it was very uncomfortable when I'd rather be sleeping or reading my book right so I think it was just a build up of stuff and probably some blame lies on me for not really having the guts to approach her about the things that I was getting frustrated with mm -hmm. so I think it just turned into this like built up frustration and she seemed frustrated with me too but the real straw that broke the camel's back was when I was getting my hair cut and my friend a mutual friend of the two of us texted me and said did you know Rachel's getting a dog oh no and I said what? Because that means you're getting a dog. That means I'm getting a dog. <laughs> I love dogs, but I also love the brand new carpet I bought and the shoes I bought. And I just honestly didn't want a puppy, especially because we had such different work hours. And I knew that based on prior history of her asking me to do certain things like pick up her laundry, guess who was going to most likely have to share responsibilities taking care of the dog? Right. So I called her and said, oh, oh, my God, are you getting a dog? And she said, yeah. I said, but I don't want a dog. And she basically just said, well, it doesn't matter. I don't need your opinion. You're never home. You're always at your boyfriend's anyway. I'm getting a dog. Awesome. That <laughs> yeah. sounds really cool fun. conversation. And how much longer after that did you guys part ways? I think I lived with her and the dog for three-ish weeks, and then <laughs> I found a subletter to take the remaining two months of my lease because I would have rather lived with my boyfriend at that point anyway. So. so you lived with her for 10 months? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, November to September. See, that's so tricky. And I was thinking about, I mean, I've been lucky that when I've lived with friends just in college, we... It's been the sort of thing where it's like they do things that annoy me. Like my friends used to make fun of me because I was really obsessive about the dishes and they like they just weren't really diligent about doing their dishes. And I would but I loved them. So it didn't matter. So mm -hmm. we never got to that point. But maybe it's because we I never really lived in like one of the tiny New York apartments with one of my best friends. That would be really tough. Yeah, I, I think there's also things that, you know, to expect with a roommate, right? Like 
dishes, you kind of expect that somebody might be really particular about that or somebody might be really lazy about that. But when you feel like you're constantly being taken advantage of or like your space is just totally like one time I said to her, my room I don't mind if you go in and borrow my clothes or use my hairdryer because you like my mirror better, (laughs) but just ask me, just let me know that that's what you're doing because that's the one place in our apartment that is mine and only mine. And I feel like I have the right to feel particular about that. So I don't know. And she thought that was really weird that you would want to protect your own room. Yeah. Okay. So before we start Liz's story, so that's Bridget's horrible roommate story. I just want to read one from a a listener. So this listener went away for the weekend and received a text from one of, she lived with two people. One was her best friend and one was a third roommate. She received a text from her best friend and said that she noticed that this girl's bedroom door was shut, which she rarely shut her door. And she opened it. The best friend opened the door to find that the third roommate, the one that they didn't like, had hung up her wet laundry all over this listener's bedroom, her dresser, her desk, her bed, without asking while the listener was away, knowing that she had a drying, even though she had a drying rack in her closet. So can you imagine finding out that <laughs> that your third you know, roommate you don't like's wet laundry is hanging all over your bedroom? Bridget, I imagine if you wanted someone to ask before they went in your bedroom, you would not have appreciated that. No, I would not appreciate that. <laughs> I would have cried. On the right side, it was clean clothes. But it was wet. Yeah. Like, that, like especially in, in like a city apartment where like there you might have one window in the whole apartment. I it would smell like mold. Maybe and she I, had two windows. She was like, This yeah. is the prime <laughs> that's, why that's why I'm gonna use your room. Oh my god, I hated that story. Okay, Liz, so you have multiple papers here. I have two papers. So let's see what you can condense <laughs> to give us like top line roommate from hell. So synopsis. It was three roommates from hell. What, so that's what's funny to me is, Bridget, it sounds like your five-person apartment was better than a two-person apartment, which is crazy to me. Yeah, because if one person's annoying you, you can just kind of ignore her and go to another, mm-hmm. at, at least in my case. Yeah. So the, I don't know. The thing – so I found – this is like when I first moved here and yeah. was looking for a cheap place to live. And so it was three friends who had went to college together were – practically a unit, had no other friends, just hung out with each other all the time. Two of them are living in one room to save money, and then the other person had their own room. So my room was like big and spacious and cheap, and that's why I was there. Mm -hmm. But quickly I found out that when you're living with three friends who are best friends and don't necessarily want you to be there and are only using you so they can have cheaper rent. I was just kind of always an annoyance. That sounds like the worst. So, yeah, it was very bad. But so, yeah, I moved in and I because I wasn't living there. It was right when I moved here. I never met them. We did have mutual friends, though. So I was like, oh, you know, on Facebook, at least. Yeah. Um, So I thought that they would be fine if I didn't meet them. I talked to them on the phone or I talked to one of them on the phone before and it seemed Okay. Okay. And so when I moved here, you know, I was very friendly and eager and I didn't know many people. So I wanted to make friends with them, but they just, it seemed like they didn't want that at all. I was, I was fine with that. I Mm -hmm. can, I can find other people to be friends with. Right. But they kind of just dropped out communication with me. Like they would all talk about things. And then once they had reached a consensus, sometimes they would tell me, sometimes they wouldn't tell me. So what's an example of that? Like when was the consensus problematic? So it was with pets. 
again. Oh, um, God. One of my— They got a gorilla. No. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bird. So one of them got a bird. Oh, that's bad, too. It, it's just, <laughs> like, I— I'm so glad I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> but they—so one of them got a bird without asking, and my room was closest to her, very thin walls, and I had— was just not okay with it because... What kind of bird? It was a parakeet. Oh, God. So it was just very loud and would chirp all the time. And we... So we didn't have... In, like, a lot of New York apartments, you know, you don't have a separate kitchen and living space. It's all the same space. Right. It's like I live in a studio and I always say, I'm like, yep, this is my foyer and my living room and my bedroom and the master bedroom and the guest room. (laughs) (laughs) And the storage space. Right. So she would let the bird fly around the kitchen and drink out of our cups. Ah! Like, I mean, I love like all houseware. So most of the stuff in the kitchen was mine. Um, But she would like take my cups and have the bird perch on it and like eat and drink out of it um Ew. it was so unsanitary bridget's horrified i, I yeah. sort of wish this was a visual podcast only so you could see how <laughs> horrified all of us are birds are gross yeah birds are uh, uh, i'm sorry to all the birds listening to this podcast but you're gross i know you're objectively gross it's just they're like pretty they're pretty i'm sorry if you have a bird i'm so you after. i'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad that you have a bird but i don't want a bird in my apartment i didn't either but Me i had either. i had no Say. Especially if it's not your bird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my aunt has a bird and she loves it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice to go over to her house and say hi say to, hi to yeah. the bird. <laughs> Just say hi while it's in its cage yeah. and not flying around eating Oh, out God. Of here. So, okay. So, you have birds drinking out of your yes. cup. So, that's problem one. So, that's that was issue number one. Yes. Problem that's one. Horrifying. Problem two was that. That's, you can hear Liz's papers rustling <laughs> as she pages to the second page of her roommate from hell problems. For the first maybe like four months, I lived with them probably for eight or nine, way too long. Stayed there way too long. <laughs> yeah. But the first maybe quarter I was living with them, one of the one of their boyfriends lived with us or came to live with us because he was finishing school and he was in school in the city but then like lived in New Jersey or something so he didn't want to spend the money to commute in every day so she let him live there entirely free he paid Uh, no rent no utilities we had one bathroom so it was five people using one bathroom just kind of snuck right in there yeah (laughs) not okay he would like never do his dishes. He'd always make her do his dishes. He would he was just like a really weird guy and would like wear like a really long tribal dress around the house. Like <laughs> it was so bizarre and it would smell like it smelled so bad that two of the two of the other roommates like took it one day and cleaned it. So at this point, is the, is the unit of three breaking up at all? Like, is the band breaking up? Or uh, They were or... still, like, 100%. They didn't tell. They were 100% behind their friends. They didn't tell them, her, what uh. was going on. So it was a... I mean, you would think if they were doing all this, if two people are living in one room for cheap rent, you would think that they would want something out of the guy. Yeah. But like no. money. Yeah, like <laughs> money or, like, you know, doing... I think the the... We didn't, we like said stuff to each other, but then it was like one day I came home and he was doing a neti pot over the kitchen sink full oh, of dirty dishes. Oh my God. <laughs> Where was the bird? <laughs> <laughs> On his shoulder. Oh my goodness. I know. It was just, it was like, I can't 
thinking back and talking about it is just like, how did this, how does so this So there's happen? like no respect for shared space, no. which is a very common problem among roommates from mm-hmm. hell is like, especially when you're living in a small space, like you just got to put the dishes away and mm-hmm. you just have to keep the bird in a cage. Or, and like, do your nutty pot in the bathroom. Yeah. And I think, Bridget, you were saying that. Or at your of, own apartment. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, his parents' house. Um, <laughs> it's kind of just a thing of like, you should, we, we're, I mean, I'm, I think of myself as like a nice Midwestern girl. So I, you are a nice, it's okay. The, you are a nice Midwestern girl. We can brag. You're a very nice Midwestern girl. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. But I was just so afraid of confrontation and I thought I would totally. always take it upon myself of like, well, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, you know, she's probably not loving the situation either. They ended, they broke up. Yeah. Um, that's when he moved out, which was good. Yeah. But the problems didn't end there. Since we're talking about pets, I have a story that I have specifically not read to the both of you because you are going to love this one. Okay, this is from another listener, and she is a trooper. Okay, this is a college roommate. So she said, in college, I lived my senior year in a house with three other girls. We each had our own bedrooms and our own bathrooms. That detail is important. One of my roommates had a pet snake that she let roam around our house, and we never knew where it was most of the time. Come Thanksgiving break, we all said our goodbyes to go home for a week. Oh, no. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) My roommate thought that I had already left when I came home to pick up one last thing. I go into my bathroom, and it is literally a bloodbath. She had decided to feed her snake a giant rat in my bathtub. She had her own bathtub but didn't want to use it for this. But the snake had decided to... This is like a... Listeners maybe want to fast forward 15 seconds, (laughs) but the snake had decided to, you know, have a little fun with its lunch and there was blood everywhere and the rat, I mean, like rat everywhere and the snake was slithering around in the bathroom. I screamed and ran out to find my roommate, but she was not there. She had actually already left to go home for Thanksgiving and didn't have time to clean it up. And she had supposedly called a guy who was supposed to come over, and he hadn't come yet to remove the evidence. So that was horrible. Did she say how long she stayed there after that? I don't know. She didn't mention, but (laughs) I mean, you think about a bird. Mm-hmm. At least you didn't come into your bathroom to find that. Yeah. Like, what would you have done, realistically? I would have fainted. I would have moved out of New York, I think. That would have been it for me. Bridget yeah. has Bridget's well, about to walk out of this studio. <laughs> <laughs> Considering my when my roommate got a dog and I was in Dwayne Reed taking out cash to give to the hairdresser and crying and shouting into the phone, basically having a meltdown, I don't even want to know what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> But I have a few questions. Okay, I don't, I can't answer questions, but I mean, let's like let's speculate a little. Were they her friends? This person with the snake. So these it says she just says she lived in a college, she lived in a, a house with three other girls. So I imagine that there were people she knew, like in college. Like I imagine you live with you know people you've had class with, but I don't know if okay. they were her friends. And can a snake just like? fend for itself over Thanksgiving break? Why didn't well, she take it home? There's probably the evidence for it to eat for the rest of the I don't know. Break. I truly, I have no answers about this except that if you walked into your bathroom and saw that, like, I'm, I found a cockroach in my in my apartment that I live in by myself and I, I, I was, like, ready to call in 
like extra forces. I don't I was like totally upset. If I had found this, that would have been the final straw of adulthood for me. I would have been like, get me get me back in kindergarten. I'm done with this thing. This is too much. I can't do it. Yes, I agree. I feel very sorry for you, whoever you are. I'm scarred for you. Yes, we're all scarred for you. Yeah. Horrible. So, Liz, you were talking about before, and I think this is something to talk about, that the problem with roommates from hell a lot is the confrontation issue Mm -hmm. because you're so upset and mad all the time, but, like, there's no way to have, like, a healthy discussion. Like, I feel like it's too cheesy to be like, let's sit down and have a roommate meeting and let's come up with a chore chart and, like, let's air our grievances. Like, no Mm -hmm. one really does. Do you agree? You guys have had more roommates than I have, that no one really does that as anymore. Or did you, Bridget? You lived with millions of people. No, I, I didn't. But I think that was part of the problem, that I didn't. I don't think it has to necessarily be cheesy, but when you let all that anger and resentment build up, I think is when you like really start having a problem. I do wish that I had been able to just say, that really bothered me. Like, yeah. Can we mm-hmm. just do things a little differently? Does Did you have ever be- have like a confrontation with your roommate? Like, or was it just kind of passive aggressive? It was always passive aggressive until the very end when it just totally blew up mm-hmm. yeah i wish we had been able to have more conversations i think it would have ended more cleanly yeah um, i feel like my friends who have been able to have you know sit down and have that uncomfortable conversation have been people who make great roommates and they've had great roommate situations and that's what you were saying before is that you kind of cleaned up the dirty dishes that were left in the thing and the neti pod mm-hmm. and let the bird drink <laughs> from your cups and they would like every night I was working and they were finishing up school so every night I would go to bed at like midnight and our walls were paper thin and they would just be really loud so every night I'd have to go out and be like can you please be quiet I'm trying to sleep right and they just got mad Mm -hmm. the hard part about having that conversation though is you're saying to yourself well I have to continue to share this small space with this person. So if we have a conversation or if I keep asking, could you be quiet? Could you keep it down? Could you do the dishes? Then is it going to be even more awkward Mm -hmm. than keeping it in? Mm -hmm. So it's like a double-edged sword. Especially if you're living with people that you feel like don't respect you. Like I felt like my roommates, because it was the three against one scenario that whatever I did, I was always going to be in the wrong. Right. And you said ominously Mm -hmm. after the boyfriend moved out that the problems didn't end. So I feel like we have to know what else. I mean, I we have to know what else happened. Did you find a snake in your bathroom? (laughs) No, but it was more of a personal thing. So one day I was in, in all of my efforts to live with these girls. Right. I was always trying to, you know, like maybe we'll break through and become friends or something like that. So right. I was always very friendly. And one day I was casually mentioning that like in the winter, my friend was going to move to the city and that um, since she was done with school, like if she was going to move home, maybe she, my friend would want to sublet from her. And first, like you know, just casually mentioning it, making conversation. Mm -hmm. So by March or April, she had taken, she told me that she had taken that to mean that my friend was definitely going to sublet from her, even Mm -hmm. though they had never talked to each other. There was no, there was no like legal signing a sublease or even just a piece of paper, a post-it note, nothing. Yeah. So she got, yeah, not even a post-it note. 
I was just like, this couldn't even have been a real person. I yeah. have just been like hallucinating. <laughs> but she so she got mad because she thought that she had. And in New York, like you need a, you can't pay two rents. That's right. insane. It's, you'll be broke yeah. by like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Homeless. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Box. Yeah. yeah. So she, you know told her side of the story to her roommates who were always on her side and decided because I had wronged her. Um, And it was like so late in the school year then, it was like really hard for her to find a subletter, which is insane because it's New York. I don't feel like it's that hard to find one. Um, But she was so mad at me that she ended up like getting a job and staying at least throughout the summer until the lease was over. But because she was so mad at me, they just decided to make like, you know, my life there awful. Did they have a burn book? Like this sounds like a plot from a movie. It I'll I'll get there. So by that time they were, you know, just being awful and just, you know, not being nice to me and being really snooty and dramatic. Um so I was like, you know, I, I can't take this anymore. I'm moving out. And the night before I moved out, they I had a table that I had brought and they said that they were going to buy it. And my parents were, like, driving in to move me to help. Yeah. And they said that – so for weeks and weeks, they were like, yeah, we're going to buy the table, blah, blah, blah. So the night before, they Facebook messaged me because they couldn't come knock on the door and face me like an adult. <laughs> um, they were like, well, you know, we found a cheaper table, so we're going to do that one. And I was like, we, we don't have enough room in my car to deal with – to, to bring the table back. Yeah. And it was like a nice, it wasn't like just an Ikea table. It was a nice table that my right. parents had brought. And I was just like, that was kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, you guys know that the next roommate you have is probably not going to be as nice as I was. Yeah. Like, this is not how you treat the people that you're living with. This is very un- or disrespectful. And it's moving on my plans. You had all this time to tell me that you were even looking for another table. Again, it was like, not a, not a huge thing, but right. But it's like you said, it's just like everything. Like Bridget said, like bubbles up at the yeah. end. Good for you for saying so, something. But then, oh god, <laughs> they ended up. It became this whole thing about how I was the super most awful roommate for doing this thing. You know, with the whole subletter thing for them, and one of my roommates personally attacked me by saying she was like making fun of my like antidepressant use. Oh god. And she was like you need to get your meds checked and everything and it was just so like just like vicious. It was vicious and just not acceptable. It was so unacceptable and to think that like I had given them the benefit of the doubt for so long. I just kind of walked away and they were like they were saying other things that were just so dramatic and childish, but Totally. I had given them the benefit of the doubt for so long and then I kind of walked away from it just being like the next situation that I I think when you're finding roommates like you really have to be self like involved you have to just like make sure that it's your living space you have to make sure that your priority and your comfort comes before the other people's totally absolutely well that is the ultimate roommate from hell I mean the stories I have here from listeners are mostly about like Bed bugs and dirty dishes. <laughs> bed bugs is pretty bad. Bed bugs is pretty bad. Yeah, we have this one girl who's who had a, a bunch of bed bugs, and then the roommate decided that she was going out of town and wasn't going to help. And they cleaned all of her stuff for her. And her only response was, 
Oh, thanks for cleaning my sheets. I haven't cleaned them all year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we have, I have a lot of stories from listeners about that. But the moral of the story is I think we can agree that it, it there's some kind of pleasure you get from at least hearing that everyone deals with these horrible roommates who don't know how to respect people or space mm-hmm. or common rules of etiquette. And Liz, I liked your advice of like you need to prioritize yourself and you need to put yourself first. Bridget, although you now happily live with your husband, who kind of has He's no – a good roommate. Who's a great That's roommate good. and fixes things and – and, and whatnot and is a good person to have around. What would your advice be to people who are searching for a new roommate, be it a best friend like you had or a Craigslist roommate or, or a friend of a friend like Liz ended up with? What's your advice? How do you become good at reading people? I actually think that one of the best pieces of advice is not to live with a best friend. Yeah. I just think it's risky. And my friend and I were not friends anymore, and that was hard, especially because we have other mutual friends, and it just it just wasn't worth it, especially, I think, since I had gone from living by myself to living with a friend, so I got used to the luxuries of living alone. Yeah. But I would just caution against living with somebody you're too close with. That can be a bad thing. Right. But adulthood made easy listeners, at least you can feel better to know that everyone will go through a horrible roommate and hopefully one day you can sit on a podcast and laugh about it (laughs) and commiserate with people. And I should let everyone know that we are now looking for landlords from hell and we want to hear all about your slumlords and your horrible, conniving, rude, icky landlords and terrible stories you have of that because we're going to do a future episode all about those stories. So please tweet those to me at Sam Zavell and let me know what your stories are and, and hopefully you'll get on air. So thank you so much, Bridget and Liz, for being on the show and sharing your stories. I hope that it wasn't too dramatic for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully fun. you guys can yeah, go have some wine and yeah. and kind of de-stress. And you guys are both in good situations now, correct? Yes. Yes. yes you're living with people who don't have birds or snakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Just thank a dog. you. Just, just, a, just dog. a dog, but a I dog you like. I still ended up with a dog. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but only part-time, right? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics or horrible landlords that you'd like to share with me, tweet me at Sam Zabel, and I will hopefully feature your story in a future episode. I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our producer, Kristen Meinzer. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast in iTunes. The more people that rate and review the show, the easier it is for the show to be found. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time. 